Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 102 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and I am in the studio, as always, with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going good. Do you have a candy, candy hangover? Nah. No? I, I think I ate like two pieces. Uh, I didn't even participate. I was kind of tired. For, we had a fantastic Porch Fest on yes. Sunday night, so when Halloween came around the next night, I was like... Um, honey, you can take Mallory because she's older now. It's not like we're going to get a lot of pictures and stuff. I mean, older. She's 11. She's not a little kid. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to stay home. And they went to a friend's neighborhood and went, mm-hmm. I think they went to the same neighborhood you did. Yeah. We In Grove Point. I think yeah. most of Lowndes County went. It's to a really their... good neighborhood to trick <laughs> yeah, It is. It really is. And so I stayed home and ate some soup and <laughs> watched TV. Nice. And I was like, like just... Uh, it was a nice quiet evening mm. for me so no sugar hangover for me yeah well our community group got together we had dinner and then we took all the kids out trick-or-treating Ooh, and y'all have you have a passel of children so when all the kids are there we have 11 kids yeah that's yeah, yeah. it's a lot in yeah. one house well the duggars have that and that's just one set of parents so i <laughs> there's so many things wrong with that family <laughs> We could have that. Oh, that's a human pod- like the rest of that's us. That's a podcast for another day. They're human like the rest of us, just a little more active, maybe. <laughs> All right, sorry. We'll move on, <laughs> or we'll have to put a disclaimer on this again, like we did last week's episode. Um, so I mentioned Porch Fest. I thought yep. it was it was fantabulous. Fantastic, yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Which it, actually, I'm kind of going hmm when I think about our topic for today. And porch fest, and I'm 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 questioning a couple of things, but not like, did we do something wrong or anything like that? Just hmm, and I and I think, just even with how I've shared about porch fest for the last couple of weeks, it's I'm hoping that I am not wandering into the category of what we're going to talk about. Well, today. it's a this topic is a complete balancing act for me. Yes, like. As the constantly. media pastor? Yes. Oh, yeah. I walk this line constantly. Yeah. So I guess we should tell people what the topic is. I mean, yeah. let's have the entire conversation and not <laughs> and never say, say it. it. <laughs> and then go, now text us if you know the answer. Yes. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk today about um, consumer Christianity or a consumeristic mindset in regard to church mm-hmm. and our faith. And I don't, you cannot separate um, Christianity and church. I mean, or your faith and church. They're, right. They are interwoven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people will probably go, no, they, they don't have to be um, interwoven, but they scripturally they're supposed to be, and it's what Jesus wants of us. So the question then is, um, what does that look like? You know, what the consumeristic mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today. So um, before we jump into that topic, though. Is there anything else you want to mention before we, we kind of go headlong into all this? I did mention on the la- last episode, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, we talked about uh, our spouses listening, and yes. Kara's gone and mm-hmm. listens. She's listened to them all, actually. Really? Yes. Kara Harrell, if I had a sound uh, thing, I would do like confetti and like, woohoo! Yeah, she, she is one person I know that has listened to every single episode. 
Kara Harrell, you are the wind beneath my wings. I I'm so you are amazing. So congratulations. And then my mom called me. Yeah. The, What'd she call you? Uh, Joshua. Because oh, okay. my mom and Kara call me Joshua. <laughs> uh, but she called me and was like, "That play I took you to when you were like eight was that a judgment play?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so she listened. And, yep. And she's like, "I just want you to know, you're the one that wanted to go to this." <laughs> She wants to be on record. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I mean, sure. You're like, yeah, let's go to the play. Wanna... Yeah, I didn't know any I mean, better. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so, um, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that you say this is a, a line that you walk. Because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there were a lot of, uh, media pastors on church staffs, um, 25 years ago. I would even say 10 years ago. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and yeah, I, I totally see how that would be a, uh, a tension, mm-hmm. uh, between providing information in, in such a way that people will see it, view it. Consume mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Consume yeah. it. Take it in. Um, and uh, not, I don't know, fall prey to just getting views or likes or whatever. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so, like, I, I'll walk a, a line between consumption and spiritual. And, spiritual. Mm. and I try to have three to one. Yeah. Go ahead. So I try to have three pieces of content of spiritual in nature what no matter what it is mm-hmm. bit like sermon upload sermon podcast scripture, our podcast yeah, yeah. scripture post stuff like that versus one informational consumable mm-hmm. we're having this at this time we want you to come mm-hmm. and i and i tried to do a three to one ratio on when we have like these big events like porch fest and stuff mm-hmm. like that I can't always stay that way sure. because we have to get that information mm-hmm. out because we're spending money and we need people to come to these. And yeah. if they don't, it didn't go out far enough and people didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And, and the bane of my existence is someone come. Bane. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> and, bane of my existence. Did I say, did I have the right tone and everything? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a con like for me, I could turn this into the easiest thing ever, like our social media and stuff like that, if mm-hmm. all I did was pump out information about things we're doing. But but, but that's not what God has called mm-hmm. us to be, what mm-hmm. I'm called to do mm-hmm. with the platforms that I've been given Go to, to inspire manage. Inspire people, yeah. hopefully, and, and think. And, yeah, and, and I try to think yeah. of, and every time I put something up, it's like, how does this feed into the 167? Mm-hmm. Mm. Does this bring them? Does this bring them to church? on that one hour and the 168 and a half, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or does this pull them into the one, does this pull God into their 167? Mm. And that's where I try. For those that are, are going, what, what are these numbers he's talking about? Just in case. Okay, so you go to church on average one hour to 115 <laughs> a week, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That's a general. It is, yeah, not just us. Yeah, yeah it's just general. Like you go, the average Christian says they go on Sunday, and most mm-hmm. services are an hour to hour fifteen. So we really should rename this podcast like one sixty six point five five. Yeah. yeah, but we're not doing that. Point seven. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, <laughs> so what 
what we've adopted is with our social media and our uh, our consumables mm-hmm. on platforms is how does the stuff we put out help bring Christ into the other 167 hours mm-hmm. of your week? I think that's what the opening of it just said. It is, our yeah. listener heard, yeah. And and that is the line I walk. Yeah. Is is it a consumable for a spiritual sense, or does it or does it just build right. the church right. brand? Mm-hmm. And that that is the fine line I walk. Do I am I building the porch community church up, mm-hmm. or am I building God up? Mm-hmm. And in the aspect of building God up. I should also be building the porch community church at the same time. Yeah. And I know that for some people it even gets like, I don't, I don't think when we talk about consumeristic Christianity, that it's bad to use terminology that's used now. Yeah. Um, but some people I'm sure, and I, I don't know if it's our listeners, but just in general would go, Oh, you can't say brand. Like, you don't talk brand. You don't talk marketing. You don't talk promotion. And, and I don't agree with that. No, I, um, you also have a PR degree. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, but um, that's where I appreciate what you just explained because to have that three in one, three to one, three to one mindset is that you do want to uh, uh, put out, provide on a platform. Um, uh, I don't know what I, I don't want to say information because that's not, but, but things that can be uh, used to uh, increase your faith yeah. or to whatever, make you think, go deeper yeah, or whatever. whatever aspect that takes. Like yeah. sometimes like I'll post prayer videos. Yeah, like the, hey, take a take, take a 30 seconds and, and pray with us. Yeah, you know? I love those. And But see, if I do those a lot, it just becomes wall Oh, yeah, paper, yeah, you know, like, for sure. So yep. always got to be thinking of different ways. But you have to have, because so many people, people are in different places with their faith mm-hmm. it can't be a one size fits all so i have to keep trying different things because different things are going to impact people yeah. differently yeah you know um of course by the time this podcast airs we will have had <clears throat> a think tank meeting mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so uh gathered around a, a good a good crew of people and and uh, knowing that some would not be able to be there for you know whenever we meet but we're going to get together every few months and just kind of go, okay, what are we doing? How are we doing it? You know, those there's those three steps that we have had since our inception as a church, which is we will keep it simple, we will do it with excellence, and we will review it often. And so this is part of that reviewing it often that we want to do. But even there, like the challenge is, okay, let's talk about what wh- how are we doing as the Porch Community Church Um but not have a consumeristic mindset when we go to evaluate that. Because if, if I walk into a think tank going, well, I'm just walking in and I'm going to share my personal consumeristic opinions. Like I don't like the temperature. I don't like the volume. Mm -hmm. I don't like that style of music. I would rather have expository teaching versus topical teaching. Like then all you're doing is you're bringing your consumeristic expectations Uh, and you're, you're bringing your needs. You're bringing your likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. even though they're they're Valid. around the church, mm-hmm. are, are centered around the church act, activity. Um, but even in the think tank, our mindset needs to switch from what do I like and not like, and how can I, you know, push that agenda forward, kind mm-hmm. of a thing, because that's the the um, the goal of the think tank is not how can we. Um, 
how can we get more people to come to church? Nope. Um, the goal is how can we do what we're doing that honors God and serve people and better, points people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and so that's something that that you know will be said um, uh, tonight to uh, to those on the think tank. So, um, okay, let me ask this question. Okay, which of the following is found in the Bible? Mm. A or B questions. Okay. Ready? Uh, the first one I'll read. It says. Um, <clears throat> Let us be careful not to spur one another on toward love and good needs, nor meet together more often than once a week, for we cannot tell people what to do, nor ask too much of them, for they will not attend our services as they fail to see the day approaching. Okay, is that is that scripture? No. I don't know. Okay, then here's the other one. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That one. That one. Yeah, that is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. But sadly, Josh, and this is why I mentioned this, is that most of us have been in the church, um, especially in the church in the last couple of years, and we... W- can kind of recognize how that first explanation or that first definition, what's found in the Bible, um, is kind of a little bit true, you know? Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, as much as I don't like the term seeker-sensitive, I mean, I think maybe that, that phrase even has been co-opted because um, Jesus was aware of those who were seeking Mm-hmm. around him mm-hmm. and so that jesus was seeker sensitive yeah and seeker sensitive does not equate lack of depth yeah it, it, and that's what most people want to do that yeah. are against it i'm i'm thinking of a specific conversation i've had with someone about like if you're seeker sensitive you're not there to grow the people that are in the room i think if you are there to grow people in the room you will also be seeker sensitive uh, that, that's what i would say that's what i would say yeah, yeah. that's what i did yeah. i think i said that i'm yeah I, I i know i tried to say that yeah well and and that's one of the things that uh you know in the in my position in the church so we've talked about yours mm-hmm. in my position in the church as a, a teaching pastor now as a lead pastor um is that uh, you will find, and it will be on any given day. I had a conversation on Sunday um, where one conversation earlier in the afternoon was, hey, um, you know, the the messages, um, you know, go a little bit, you know, go a little bit deeper, go a little bit, um, you know, a little more challenging, a little more spiritually, you know, and I'm like, okay, I just, I had 13 scripture references in today's message. I don't know, but it, they, I don't think they were talking about that. But so that was first. And then probably seven or I know of seven, seven different people came up to me at Porch Fest and they were like, hey, I have loved this series thank you so much. Like it has caused me to go deeper. I've, I've gone back and read through it. I've never really, as you said, haven't really read Leviticus like mm-hmm. this in a while. And it's like, so you don't know it's you're dealing with, you are dealing with opinions and taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from my, from the viewpoint that I or from the position that I am in, that is something where you, you need to know. I need to know as I'm working on a message is I do, there, for the person that's walking in the door 
And that's the other thing is we can we can assume we know the hearts of people and we don't. Right. Someone could have been coming and sitting in in a chair or a pew for decades and still not know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, there's a lot of assumptions being made when you think about that. But to when I think about developing a message, um, I do want to speak to the person who is who is just even going, what's this God thing mm-hmm. about, really? Yeah. You know, or who has made the huge step of just showing up, which mm-hmm. we I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, we Once you've shown up and you're, and you're in... The first Sunday is the toughest. F- you forget, yeah, you forget what it takes to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, what all spiritual uh, wrestling that had to go on, even, mm-hmm. even that very morning yeah. to show up. And so we have to t- keep that in mind. But then also coupled with that is the the um, the growth of the people, and I have to be really careful about that because I am not responsible for the spiritual growth of the people of our church. Right. And, and, you, hang, and let me repeat that. Yeah. I am not responsible for the spiritual growth of the people of our church. That is a work of the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. and the work and the investment of the person. Mm. And so what I can do is I can offer in hopefully insightful um, commentary. Yes. Um, uh, scripture to, um, I mean, insightful commentary on the scriptures. Um, maybe present it in a way where it causes someone to think, maybe offering a different perspective than what they might already have. And then kind of hand that information over and go, I hope that you will allow the Holy Spirit to now work in you with this information. And um, that's that's what I can do. And it really is dependent on the person, on, on how they go from there. And that, to me, Josh, and I'm, I'm, on, my little, I'm on my little preacher um, mm. soapbox for a minute, mm-hmm. is uh, what I find often is a, um, what's the word? Um, not complaint, but like kind of a, a something that comes up every now and then, like from someone who will be like, I'm just not getting anything from the message, mm. you know? And I'm like, well, that's, you know, I, I think there's something there going on spiritually or whatever. And I'm not saying that every, every message I preach is like a home run, knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that every message I preach will be focused on on Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, most every single time we'll we'll talk about the the work of Jesus and what He's come to do for us, and we'll point people to Him. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, honestly, yeah. how how much should people get out of a how much growth should someone get out of a one sided conversation? <laughs> you know. That's true. Well, and that is why, and I know this sounds like I'm just like trying to pump this up, but that's why community groups are so incredibly important. Yes. Yeah. And to even circles instead of rows. Yeah. That's and, where growth happens. And let's let's even take it out of the church world. Mm-hmm. You listen to a podcast. Yeah. And if you you can learn a lot. Uh huh. But all you do is you've heard Receive, something. Yeah. And you actually haven't learned it, and but you're gonna if you were really interested in it, what are you gonna go do? Mm-hmm. You're gonna Go read look, more, find out more. Look, look it up. Yeah. You're gonna tell somebody. Mm-hmm. You're gonna bring. Yeah. 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 You can't. But the the learning of the information doesn't stop from you just hearing it. Uh huh. It has to have 
more impact in your life yeah. than it going into your ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there has to be some yeah. form of interpretation from other material mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and discussion. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to take hold. Yeah. Like you can re- you can recite facts, mm-hmm. but did it actually did you actually grow from it? Right, right. And if you just heard it, you won't. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Outside of the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. Because that you can hear that and that'll change your life. <laughs> yes, amen to that. That's very. But true. you have. But for you to grow, you have to hear something and take it farther than just hearing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything. 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 And and it blows my mind that people say that, say preaching has to go deeper so I can grow, but kids are expected to do homework to learn something. Mm. But mm. you, as, as mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. that has 300 people in a room, mm-hmm. is in charge of the growth of everyone, and they have nothing, <laughs> and they don't have to do anything to yeah. help it. Yeah. Like, that yeah. blows my gourd. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, and I've probably given this example before, and I know that um, those, uh, Justin and those, in, you know, Kristen, those doing student ministry will appreciate this, um, those of you who have volunteered and helped. Um, but I, I remember as when I was doing uh, student ministry uh, many, many years ago, and I, I remember this vividly because it, 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 it kind of put everything into, like, it made things really clear mm-hmm. as far as sometimes what people's expectations are. I had a parent come to me and um, I don't know if this parent, you know, you live in a, you live in a town like Valdosta, you kind of know things going on sometimes. And I knew that this parent was allowing their high school age kid to have quote farm parties on the weekends. Okay. Um, so they had some land somewhere mm-hmm. and, and, they were going out there and they were partying. I mean, yeah. they were drinking and you know whatever else. And so I knew this, um, or I had I had at least I just you know gotten word of it or whatever. I, but I knew about it, and I had this parent come to me who was at our church, and um, they pulled me aside and said, "Hey, um, I really need you that that's, mm-hmm. I need you to talk to the youth group about." Drinking and drugs and... Rock and roll? And, yeah, yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I need you to talk to the students about that because I'm getting really concerned. Mm. <laughs> and I remember saying, well, yeah, I, I think that's something that, that we do address. Um, we might not address it like point blank. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's, and I, I remember saying this, like this is more about our relationship with Christ. And as, as we grow in that, a lot of those things will be things that we realize, wow, that's not exactly how I'm supposed to live. And they were like, no, 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 no. I just need you to tell them that they, they shouldn't like, I'm just really concerned about, about but that. I need and you I was to like, put a stop lock your parties. dang gates on Friday and Saturday night then. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so what I'm guessing is, is they, it went beyond like, y'all can go drink a few beers to something else. And so now it's a problem. Mm. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll kick that soapbox over too. So I don't jump back up on that. I mean that. How did we get there? Oh, the point being was, yeah, it was like, no, I need you to address it. But at the same time, they weren't, they were almost actively like pushing against it. Yeah. 
And that's kind of the mindset for me of, of if someone wants to be like, well, the music has to be exactly like this and the message has to be exactly like that and the temperature and the volume and the room and everything has to be exactly the way I want it in order to, for me to receive from the Lord. And if I don't receive from the Lord, then it must have been one of those other factors. It couldn't possibly be that I was not receptive to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel passionately about this at all. No. Well, Not one bit. And and I think, I don't know when you would say our consumeristic tendencies outside of the church crept into the church. Mm, yeah. But it's very evident now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I was younger when it probably, start, like, I was alive when it started, probably, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know, to me, I don't know a church world without honestly Josh I, battling consumeristic yeah. tendencies. Because I also grew up in the age, and these weren't my parents, mm-hmm. but let, like, like you were saying about, you need to take care of this as mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. pastor mm-hmm. the same thing happens in school my, oh yeah my child has this issue i need you to take care of it as their teacher yeah educators and, are like yep and it we have a consumeristic tendency in all facets of our life mm-hmm. to the point where we don't we want people to take care of things for us yes and it doesn't and it's not and the it's not just the church to mm-hmm. me, the church is probably the worst place it can be, and it's an uphill battle to get it out. Okay. Here, yeah, but the fact of the matter is that we've, we've been allowed to be consumeristic in everywhere else that this just kind of, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Because 99% of our lives are that way now. Mm-hmm. And that if this, if the church didn't become that way, people just go, meh. Yeah. Well, here was my thought on that is because you were like, I don't know when. And I I was sitting here thinking, I was running through my head like when, and this is how far back I'm going to go. I think, and I could be wrong on this. Very likely I'm wrong. Um, But I think once, whether you were in the West, United States, wherever you were on the globe, um, once you went past an agrarian society. Mm. Yeah. When you had to work, like everything you did was about the day to day, like functioning yeah. of your life mm-hmm. from the, you, you fetching your water and doing all those things. Like I think once a, a culture moves out of an agrarian, so agriculture based, you know, yeah. society, I mean, I'm talking total agrarian, not like partially, like if you just live out in the farmlands of the Nebraska right now, yeah. you're like, Oh, I'm agrarian. No, I think once the industrial revolution hit, I think, everything changed and it affected the church as well. Now the church might've been one of the last to be affected, but I think it was. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and, um, and then you couple that with as that, uh, you know, the, the way that people even view life and the functioning of their day-to-day life as that changed with the revolution. And then the, and then just all the technological Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things that came along with that, and they have just gone, like, exponentially, even in the last couple of years, you know? Um, I think it just has changed the way we view everything. 
I mean, there's not an aspect of my life that is not touched by um, somebody, some entity out there going, how can I influence this person? How can I get them to want what I have? Mm-hmm. You know, um, from, you know, the scrolling things on social media, yep. you know, to the advertising, marketing, everything is about that. So um, I don't know if that goes way too far back than what you were thinking, but that's as I was just kind of going back and back and back. And I was like, oh, was it like World War Two and all that? But I think it all really changed. And I mean, I'm thinking like of someone who was sitting in the church pre-industrial revolution, they like... I don't know if they would recognize mm-hmm. the church now. Um, yeah, I, I guess the... First century Christians. Yeah. I guess when the the mark I was thinking of was when the church stopped being considered as like... Oh. Like acknowledge the church first and then everything... Yeah. And then everything else falls in line with it. It's a side side yeah. thing now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was when I that guess shift that, happened. That was the shift I was thinking in, like about. the U.S. Yes, more specifically. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and that's true. And I, I kind of went there in my brain. I thought, well, it probably went. Oh, it went for it. And um, when the church um, no longer had influence on the majority of the population. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be like we would say we're in a post-Christian. Yes. World. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Eidelman. You've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a book called Not a Fan, <laughs> Becoming a Completely Committed Follower of Jesus. And he says this. He says, too often in my preaching, I have tried to talk people into following Jesus. I wanted to make following him as appealing, comfortable, and convenient as possible. And I want to say that I'm sorry. I hope that you'll read this book and discover with me what it really means to follow Jesus. That was like in his, you know, forward opening oh, thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a book if you're interested in this topic is not a fan. Um, and and I appreciate that. Um, I would hope, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I've been, uh, I guess, guilty is the right term for this through the years, but I, I would say between the terms he used of appealing, comfortable, and convenient, I would say that I've probably if I don't feel like I try to make people comfortable um, as far as like, if it's a difficult conversation, we'll, we need to have it. If it's a difficult topic, mm-hmm. a difficult um, passage, we, we, we hit it head on. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Now I think you can um, speak in, a, in such a way where it doesn't um, uh, turn people off or, you know, drive them out the door. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be like spitting and screaming up on the stage. Right. Yeah. That's not, I'm not going to do that. So maybe in the presentation, but, and I don't want to be convenient that's not something I try to do. That's actually my job. Right. <laughs> but appealing, I could see how that would be something I go, yeah. okay, is this going to draw someone's attention? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely in my early days and, and sometimes every now and then like, oh, this is going to be a series people want to get. And I don't think that's bad, but that sh- that's not the end goal. Mm-hmm. The end goal. That's not the end goal. I would definitely say in the last couple of years, even, I mean, since we've been here as the Porch Community Church in, in my ministry life, um, if anything, it's been like, no, we want to, we want to talk about things that we know people are experiencing or that we know from conversation that they're searching for. But to me, and, and some might go, we'll see that's consumeristic, but I do mean that on a spiritual level. I don't mean that on mm. a, you know, 10 steps to be, um, a more 
uh, a better you, a more um, involved parent. I mean, is that bad? No, but I'm not going to make that a sermon series. No, right. Um, I'm talking like spiritually speaking, mm-hmm. how do I know, you know, in maybe I've had a conversation in my community group or in others and, and I'm hearing this kind of undercurrent of, I'm so overwhelmed with uh, the schedules of our lives that I'm, I'm starving for spiritual nourishment. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. because, yeah. and the reality is not, okay, uh, the pastor, the preacher, the, the youth pastor, the kids pastor need to up their game on the spiritual content they're offering. Sure they can, but it really comes back to the person mm-hmm. and what can they do to shut out the noise, um, clear their schedule, clear their calendar a little bit so they can receive. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going in a hundred no, directions no, no. in my comments. I'm sorry, but I mean, to me, I'm tracking exactly with you. It's it's not we need to be so attractive that you want to make time for us mm-hmm. as the church. Mm-hmm. God is so awe inspiring and drawing. Yeah, that you have to make time for other mm-hmm. like you should have to make time for other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And because yep. of the me consumeristic mentality, mm-hmm. we've, because things aren't appealing, things aren't comfortable, things aren't convenient, mm-hmm. the church is not, doesn't fit into that. It, it's the Joshua show and I take, and I take church when I, when I want it and how I want it. <laughs> Give me a couple of TikToks yeah. of some content and I'm good. Yeah, God. Well, I say that because I, but I make TikToks for the church. But, well, I was actually talking about the time frame of it. Like yeah, yeah. I was thinking of yeah. that. Yeah, TikTok sermons. Yeah, you know? like yeah. that's a that's a whole category. Is it really? Yes. Oh, okay. See, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But um, we'll get into those later. <laughs> okay. Um, it's you, you're completely right. It's not about getting the church to fit in your mold. It's about changing your mold mm-hmm. to fit God. That is a really good point. Right? And you and Christians can't be consumers. Right. Well to and Okay. Uh, Explain. <laughs> you can't be a one sided consumer. Okay. Got you. Because we're called we're called to pour out. Whatever mm-hmm. we bring in, we have to pour out. You know what I didn't think about even before we, with this topic, but it keeps coming up every time you say the word consumer or consuming. I'm, I'm drawn back to the message several weeks ago that Justin did about the consuming fire, the consumption mm-hmm. of the fire in, in the Le- Leviticus series and about how um, that fire would just it it takes it all it burns it up but it's the same word we use for taking in mm-hmm. um like food mm-hmm. or you know like what we're talking about and so it's just like uh so we are consumers yes our god is a consumer mm-hmm. um um he, he we are consumed in his love um but it's the it's the what is being consumed it's the why something is being consumed it's the how yeah, and, and I think that is the 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 deeper mm-hmm. uh, con the, the the deeper conversation to have is what and how and why things are being consumed because we were intended from from the moment you were born, Josh, mm-hmm. within a few minutes, 
you were ready to consume. You were hungry. Yep. And from that moment on, you've been a... You, in your mother's womb, you were a consumer. Yep. That's why you got a belly button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was Collect Lint. Yeah. Thanks. Which is why I always like to stump kids and go, did Adam and Eve have a belly button? I don't think they did. No. No. Like, why would they? Unless, unless he Unless just, God was like, unless, we don't want you to look weird, so we're going to... But there was no one else around, so how Well, they when have? they had kids, they might he might have just went, <laughs> you have this because your kids are going to have this. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, but anyway, um, wow. When I was a kid, there was a show about a kid that didn't have a belly button. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I don't... It was Kyle XY? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was he like test tube or something? I don't... I think he was an alien. I don't remember. But... I just remember the He didn't have a belly button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We are consumers, yeah. Yeah, we are consumers. The what, the how, the why. Uh Uh-huh. But also, what are we pouring out because of what we've consumed? Oh, well... I could eat some really good food, but I can tell you that what comes out later is not that awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean. Thanks for listening. Um, this topic might not be suitable for uh, most of you. So, all right. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, if if we're not consuming. Yes. As much of the Holy Spirit yeah. as we can. Yeah. We're not pouring the Holy Spirit out. No, not at all. And it doesn't. And then the how and the why doesn't even yeah. matter at yeah. that point. If the what is, if the what mm-hmm. isn't right and what we're pouring out isn't mm-hmm. right, the how and the why don't matter. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, being from a technological pro technological standpoint that uh-huh. I am. Yeah. The how and why can be supported by the what. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Or but, but it can those... be destroyed mm. by the how mm. and the why. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a catch-22 because if the what isn't solid mm-hmm. and if the what isn't the Holy Spirit, the how and the why don't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, Well, and you, you even can... look at movements throughout history where you take things like the Ku Klux Klan or even even early, early Nazi nazism yeah and they would they were founded they would say on christian beliefs yes they took the what and the but their why and how they destroyed what was really the message yeah they destroyed their what yeah and And and, honestly they just co-opted yeah you know christianity but um for their for their purpose but so i mean you're you're a thousand percent right we have a nature to consume we sure do but if the if the what isn't right and Mm -hmm the pouring out isn't right mm-hmm. nothing how we're taking it and why we're taking it in doesn't matter yeah that's that yeah that's true um we uh ooh, i think even if if it's not ever spoken um i think that the church the church that i have been a part of in ministry um so you know the last uh 20 something years um has has uh developed i don't know kind of this um tendency just by the methodology of the church in and of itself that it's it's kind of there to scratch the spiritual itch for mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. and that and i hate that that that's kind of true what do you mean uh, by spiritual itch like very um, surface come and tickle my ear with a little bit of jesus so so i can say that i heard something and then i'm going to go about my business and not really re-engage with anything give me beyond a, that give me a motivational speech and then throw in the name jesus every couple times yeah yeah okay yeah um and and that's where um i guess 
when you think about it, that's just always going to be there. I mean, if if I gauged or if I rated uh, our ministry or what we're doing, I guess for we'll Jesus, find that out tonight. <laughs> well, but I was gonna say if I if I gauged it by uh, the person that's not, we don't know how a person is. Uh, processing and taking in spiritual content beyond the Sunday morning experience, and honestly, we don't even know how they're taking it in when they're here. Mm-hmm. So on a on a for a Sunday service, right? We don't know if they're taking in what's being given out. We don't know if they're engaging in the the singing or the listening mm-hmm. um, or the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're gonna have communion this Sunday. Like. We don't know. No. We can we can present it and, and provide it and, and do it and prayerfully and go, okay, Lord, this is yours. Do with it what you will. Yes. We don't know. But we also don't know what, what they're doing once, you know, they drive off the campus. And mm-hmm. so someone who could be, you could have two people that receive the same um, experience, mm-hmm. which I know that is a word that some people don't like in that regard but it's an ex- everything's an experience everything is an experience again you've been you're an experiential person mm-hmm. from in your mother's womb yep. you were experiencing things sensations sounds lights mm-hmm. everything um okay so we could have two people that experience the same thing and one go wow i i heard from the lord Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I I can't wait till a little bit later when I can set aside and I can look over these scriptures again, read this passage in its entirety, and wow, like this is. And then another person go, meh. Yeah, hundred percent. And that is that is a spiritual uh, deal going on that that I have no no say in. That mm-hmm. Justin doesn't. You don't. Nope. Kristen doesn't. We we cannot have. We can just do what we prepare and then present that mm-hmm. to the Lord. I, I mean, what what we try to do is uh, listen to God and provide an experience that leads to God that is not distracting away from God. Mm. Like that is that is what we're called to do. Yeah. And each one of us does that in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You mean on staff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But like that, I mean, that is what 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 a perfect Sunday looks like to us is that nothing got in the way of God speaking mm-hmm. or we didn't do some, like we, I don't know what I'm trying to say because it can't really get in the way of God. It, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, if we put ourselves, you know, what we're trying to do and it becomes a distraction or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> It made sense in my head. It's it like, oh, yeah. there you go. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, all right, here's where I think I have been um, guilty, I guess, if you want to say, uh, in my early days of ministry. And that is, um, you know, like the classic bait and switch is like just try to try to get them in the door and then hope they get a little bit of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I mean, because some of the series titles do the early two thousands gimmicky stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and 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 that's what you know, and that's when the the seeker sensitive term really mm-hmm. hit. And depending on who you were, that was either a badge of honor or or a you know 
Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Um, we're seeker sensitive. Oh, they're seeker sensitive. You know, like. And that, that was, like, that, there was no middle ground about that. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Um, but back to Kyle Eidelman, uh, he said in his book, what you win them with is what you win them to. Oof. Mm. So, like, if you are just winning them with um, uh, one particular aspect or one idea, or even if you're just, if you're winning them with uh, over-the-top, you know, stuff, then that's what you're winning them to. And and I believe that that's, I, I, I like the comment. It's a challenging comment. Um, and it also just reminds you of, okay, so that's, for me, as a someone who writes content, that Jesus needs to be continually before me and, and in it all so that it is winning people with that. Jesus is the, is the front of it all. Mm-hmm. And then, then therefore that's what we're winning him to. Yeah. Does that make, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and so if it's just, Hey, we, you know, we wear jeans and we have coffee and, you know, donuts free coffees and, on free and, coffee on Sundays. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you go, and that's okay, but that's not obviously who we are. No. But, um, and, and that is one of the struggles that I have, you know, with, because you, you, you want to create content that does draw people in, Mm -hmm. in the door because now where it used to be, people would find a church in the phone book. Oh yeah. Now, then it was websites. Mm-hmm. Now it's your social media. Mm-hmm. Now it's they've seen your service three times online before they'll step mm-hmm. foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So you have like it is a struggle for me to. I I don't think it's a struggle for me to not be gimmicky, but it is a struggle for me to think of things that would draw people in that don't have the same mindset I have yeah. about about the existence of church. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, what you just said it it um it completely just magnifies the need for the relational aspect Mm -hmm. because you've seen the, this is what I'm going to receive in this manner, a message from a person, a one-sided conversation, um, worship, not one-sided you can participate in, but you know, you're not, you're not like asking questions or, or anything like that. You're just, you're participating in the lyrics on the screen and the song and, and the moment and hopefully the Holy spirit. Um, but but that's just, it's like, no, we, we, we have to go, this is, this is the way that we want the Lord to, in, we hope that the Lord will in, engage people and draw people in. It's just that much more important. I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's, yeah. that's what I'm challenged by. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm biased, but I think our worship is the best in town. Mm-hmm. To me, spiritually, your preaching is second to none. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for our community group, no, yeah, 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 for sure. I, w- I know where you're going. I wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. Because, and that hmm. that relational community group is what keeps me mm-hmm. tied mm-hmm. to the. Well, I work here, but yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it keeps my family tied to want to stay plugged in as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Because the kids are best friends. Yeah. My wife yep. hangs out with the ladies in the group, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the relational aspect of the church is what mm-hmm. is the church to us. Right. And that relational aspect, 
Um, yes, in community groups, of course. Um, but it also happens when you serve together and you work together, which I will go back to this point, you know, which is why I talk about community so much, mm-hmm. which is why I talk about, cause, because community groups are part of that, but also how we are living in the community and going all the way back to the whole 167 thing yep. is how are we living into, you know, our day, day-to-day lives. And it's, it's so interesting to me because, and I, I know we all learn differently. Um, we all have ways in which we learn better or we, we take in information, consume information mm-hmm. differently. Um, but it, it is um, interesting when I will uh, hear of, um, you know, quit talking about community so much. You know, give me some, give me some, um, you know, just, I don't know, stand up there and just read straight scripture, you know, for a message. And I'm like, well, that, yes, I mean, that's good, but like... Tell me what Paul said about community. (laughs) You know, and I just, I think that there is a, a practicality to our faith that, and that's where consumerism sometimes does not, is not the best thing, because we are going back to my example of you being uh, from when you were an infant, Josh, mm-hmm. um, you, you were pretty, you called it the Josh show. That was definitely the Josh show. Yeah. It was, I mean, and it, I need, mm-hmm. I need, mm-hmm. I want, I'm uncomfortable. Make me comfortable. I'm wet. Give me a dry diaper. Like that's what it was. And I think we just kind of, it just kind of changes what our needs and wants are as we mature. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's kind of still our mindset. Yeah. And so a spiritually immature person might go, no, I need, I want, do this, remove that, add this. I'm backsliding because it's gotta be, it's gotta be the creature's fault. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's, it's, and I know that there's someone out there going, y'all are kind of, you gotta, you're biased a little bit. Sure. But we're right. (laughs) We are. Um, every, yeah, we are. Um, because one thing as parents, mm-hmm. one thing as parents we do is when our kids are very, very young, we have yeah. to teach them that they are not the only one that matters. Mm-mm-mm. And we spend the majority of their childhood teaching them that. Yeah, yeah. And some people have not gotten out of that phase in their spiritual growth. <laughs> you know why two and a half and three year old kids are annoying sometimes? Uh, because they can talk now. Yes, and because for two and a half or three years it was all about them. Yes, and now it's not. And now there's other like they they needed more assistance, and mm-hmm. they were able to cry and get the bottle or get the whatever. And now it's like no, you you have matured and moved into a new place, so. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be different. I had the conversation with Adeline last night. Mm-hmm. She was like, how come I can't always pick what's on the TV? Oh. Because your sister has interests, too. <laughs> yeah. And her interests are just as important as you, yours are. Mm-hmm. That's a valuable lesson. And, you know, and if you want, and if you, is just learning that other people are important and that you have to be active in your own growth mm-hmm. because not every, you're not the most important person in the room to mm. be baby fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you have to have an active part because there's other people that need other people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Un- until you understand that spiritually, you're going to stay mm-hmm. in that baby 
uh, Christian stage that so many of us, and myself included, because mm-hmm. I was there for way too long, get <laughs> stuck in. Yeah. And I and I am the first one to say I did it myself. Mm-hmm. I needed the preacher to give me all this stuff, and I needed him to be cool, and I mm-hmm. needed him to be counterculture and all this other mm-hmm. crap. When mm-hmm. I just needed to spend more time in the Bible. Mm-mm-mm. And I yeah. need and I needed to find a community that that I could grow off of and not just count on that one person to spoon feed me. Yes. Yeah, the I think Bible. I think there's something about spiritual milk and meat and stuff in that. Yeah. And and a lot of times we want to make that about the message and I think it's more about the lifestyle of the it, believer. It's it's about the consumer. It's not It's about the consumer. It's, it's not about the one not, offering what's not be the meal. Consu- yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the consumer because yeah. it's not the milk's fault or the meat's fault. No, it's <laughs> because because God is saying this is what you're what you mm-hmm. you can take in right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're not doing because yep. you're not doing anything else. I can't give you meat. Mm-hmm. And I would say talking because about you that. haven't learned how to use a f- a spoon. <laughs> I can't give you cereal. I can just only yeah. give you the milk in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And give, going back to the example of the two people in the same room. Um, one, one might be going, I'm, I'm at the milk phase and the other's going, I'm at the meat phase and, and you could give the same message and one could walk away going, I got, that was spiritual meat. And the other going, Oh, that was milk. Or maybe because of their mindset, you know, it was, uh, meat, but they were like, eh, it's okay. It was just milk. I mean, I would, I would be remiss to say that if I'd heard the Leviticus series, Five years ago, mm-hmm. one year ago, uh-huh. would have learned something completely different than what I did this time, because of where I'm, where I was at spiritually. Okay. Because I'm at it, like I know that I'm at a place where I've been able to dig, like mm-hmm. I'm taking active steps to dig a little deeper. So I got a meteor response out of it. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just getting not even whole milk, like the one percent. <laughs> but that's about the consumer. It's a I mean, and and all it, it's and consumeristic Christianity is, even though it's talking about not being a, like trying to. No, not, we are consumers. Yeah, let's it, we gotta it, make a point. It's all about the consumer. Mm-hmm. And and changing your mindset. Yes. About what you consume and and how you consume it mm-hmm. and what you do with it. Yep, for sure. That's very very true. Um, uh, here's a quote. Uh, well, Dietrich Hom- Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who's just a phenomenal uh, writer and uh, theologian, uh, professor, and was real in in early Germany uh, before before World War II. But anyway, he um, said that the call of Christ is a call to come and die. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be like the banner of like consumeristic Christianity in regard to give me what I want because no one wants to die. Right. Um, But that's the call of Christ Mm -hmm. is to come and die. And so the consumer needs to know that. Um, And if and and then there have been times when if if a if a ministry, if a church is going, let's just give everybody what they think they want. Mm -hmm. And I think think they want is the important term there. Then you do undermine the goal of making disciples. Um, So. You know, in, in regard to that, okay, so I'll put it in my context of someone who's uh, working on sermons and, and that is, or, you know, trying to help lead the direction the church is. If I want to give people what they want, I'm not going to tell them repeatedly that um, that you need to make the time to be in a community group. 
that, yeah. that you will benefit from it, that it will be good for your soul for you to do that. I'm be- not going to mention that. Because it's easier to not to. Yeah. I'm not going to mention, um, I'm not going to do the message I did yesterday on on what God's word says about if we rebel. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to mention that how he says he's going to turn us back on us in fury. You wouldn't even say why you need God. Right. So um, we need to make sure that we don't undermine that, um, uh, that we don't undermine the Great Commission, I guess, you know. And um, I don't know that there's so much, there's so many different ways we could go in, in this. And I mean, I'm not even, we haven't even really touched on our notes, which I, I don't, whatever. I'm fine with they that. were just there. They, don't, they don't know we hadn't hit on them. What? No, it's what are you talking about? <laughs> um, now, I will say this as kind of a, a caveat to all that we've said. Um, if, in regard to, like, talking about church, uh, the worship service, the worship, the morning experience, if the intentionality of the pastors is not to point people to Jesus, mm-hmm. um, then as someone who consumes you need to go and consume somewhere else. Yes. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that's just the reality. And I I would say that to anyone. And, um, and I guess maybe ha- having the discernment to know um, is what I'm consuming or is, is what being offered to be consumed here, is it pointing people to Jesus? Not and that's what, what I hope. And not whether it's, is it milk or meat? Is it God? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I was about to make a statement, which I don't know if how how true it is. Unless you're unless you're sitting in like a seminary class or something like that, I don't think you're really gonna. And this is, I think this is a sliding scale, and it depends on the it depends on the consumer. What someone might call meat, another might call milk. Yes, 100%. Um, but I don't think you're going to get, like, super, super, like, meaty, you know, like, Hungry Man-style dinner, meaty. Um, uh, that was a TV dinner joke for those that know about TV dinners. So. But anyway. I know what a Hungry Man is. She's like looking at hungry me funny. Hungry Man uh, times two turkey dinner. XL. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if... If just in general, you're going to receive that like from a message, because to me, the meat comes in the questions and the answers and the digging deeper and the reading commentaries and the learning. And that's, you know, no one said that your Christian life is all about what the sermon was on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if that's anybody's um, expectation or understanding of what Christianity is, I'm here to tell you that that is not accurate. Correct. Um, so, I'll, just to say that. Um, um, so, yeah, consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Any Anytime I thought I was, like, really, like, getting a hungry man style sermon, uh-huh. I was way off base. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know, and that's, you know, it wasn't necessarily. Well, the, it was a, when, when, when I thought I was at my spiritual deepest okay yeah i was also my most selfish with my spirituality oof oof 
And so. I have witnessed that. And I, I mean, I've witnessed that in others. And I, I, I look back and see how I had a, a phase there, maybe a year into my new faith, mm. where I was so self-righteous mm-hmm. um, and judgmental. Oh, I drank that early 2000s yeah. Kool-Aid, like nobody's business. Yeah. So, well, uh, that is a whole lot of uh, running around about uh, consumer Christianity and, and, and how we receive and what we put in and what we put out and all that stuff. And I hope maybe it made you think a little bit. If nothing else, I hope that you, it made you go, hmm, like the song. But it made you go, <laughs> wow, um, I need to ex- not have an expectation on someone else. I need for the expectation to be on me as far as putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Not the expectation on, look at me, I need me, 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 but how I can invest in my spiritual walk. That's mm. the most important part. Mm-hmm. And church plays a huge part of that. Yep. Um, and we will do our part. That's our promise as as the pastors here on this staff is that we will do our part. Um, we want to point people to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Shannon. Um, that sounded weird. It did. Are you it? Irish or something? No. Um, maybe I don't know. I've who never. Knows? I've never done that ancestry thing. Yeah, we're starting a new series this week. Um, speaking of consumerism, um, but no, we are. It's it's a very intentionally uh, called at the table. Yep. And we're looking at um, different um, through the scriptures uh, in Old and New Testament um, times the the importance of the table. Yeah. And of course, this week is Communion Sunday, so it's very fittingly we are we are coming to the table of communion. So um, I'm very much uh, yeah, I'm working on the the second part of the message for this series, the second week of this, and um, yeah, I'm 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 learning a lot. So mm-hmm. and there's so many instances of the table in the scriptures, and mm-hmm. how God uses the table of of gathering and the meal to mm-hmm. to uh, share. Uh, with and, us. and if you think everything in the Passion of the Christ is right, Jesus invented the table and chairs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and just the fact that we've talked about being a consumer and now we are at the table because yes. we're going to consume. Yes. There you go. So, hey, Porch Community, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say uh, we have a cool thing that we do every year that we're going to uh, bring out. For and the first time this week, we're gonna no, no, we're gonna talk about it in the announcements this week. Oh, gotcha, to be ready gotcha, to, gotcha. Go to the be following. ready to start the next week. So Christmas Impact is coming quickly. Christmas Impact, Christmas Impact. We um, we do a couple of things. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a couple of aspects of it that I love. One, we purchase backpacks from the Mailbox Club, which is a local organization that we support. They're one of our community ministry partners. We purchase backpacks from them. These backpacks are made by women in other countries. Um, these women have been rescued from the sex trade and from other abusive uh, environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and where most in their cultures that they live in, because of what has happened to them, um, they basically are unemployable. They, they don't mm. really have a lot of uh, way to provide for themselves. Right. Um, and so what happens is they end up perpetuating that lifestyle because that's all they can do now because mm-hmm. they've been kind of, you know, um, 
they're now scarred forever uh, or labeled as such. And um, they've been kind of rescued from that. And they are giving, they're, they're given uh, viable employment. And so mm-hmm. they make these backpacks. Yes. So by purchasing what we already pre-purchased them from mm-hmm. them. Yep. So we're helping that ministry. And then what we do is we partner with um, Lowndes County Schools. We've been doing this for a long time. We did this when we were still downtown. Uh, we partner with Lowndes County Schools um, with the counselors and, and different people. And they identify uh, children in the school system who just won't have uh, a Christmas Yes. Um, without the help of the church. And mm-hmm. so we usually end up sponsoring, I don't know, how many? Uh, right at 100. 100, a over 100 over. Uh, kids every Christmas. And so what we ask our people to do, and you guys are always so awesome about this, is you buy the backpack, yep. you pay $10 for a backpack, and then we give you information on a kid and some of their interests or likes and sizes, clothing sizes, and we ask you to go and fill that backpack up, mm-hmm. um, and and then we get to uh, give those to the the people with the Lowndes County School System, mm-hmm. and they get to send them out. So it's a great opportunity to support people we will never, never. ever see, mm-hmm. and then maybe bump into in in Lowndes County. Um, but it is a multifaceted. Um, impact yes. when we talk about Christmas impact, mm-hmm. it's impacting a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So we're going to hear about it this Sunday a little bit, and Pro- then... probably not as much as we just talked about it. <laughs> yeah, a, but it and... it really is one of mine and my wife's favorite things that the church does mm-hmm. every year. Because, yeah. Um, my wife loves people. Yes. And this is the one one of one of the things that uh, she really connects with. Mm-hmm. Is, yep. is this yep. uh, event that we do? So, and I think having having children and it changes yes. the way you view it and 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 all that. And it's a and it's a great opportunity also to teach our girls about how not everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been there with Mallory is, for sure. It's fortunate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One. Um. I was going to talk to Mallory about that this week. Is that you know she earns money. So you know she she pet sits and does mm-hmm. chores and does different things and so sometimes she's got more cash than i do um uh, I've, but <laughs> I've, I've got i've made several withdrawals from the bank of adeline <laughs> but um uh i was going to talk to her about her individually sponsoring someone this year oh that you know yeah. and because she mallory's a pretty special kid because not only i, I think ha- so. have y'all done it <laughs> several times together yeah but she's also at like porch fest in years past she's had a lemonade stand yeah, and that was all her i wasn't like hey mallory you should do a lemonade yeah. stand like that and, was all her and then she gave the money to living bridges yep. i mean yeah mallory really cares for people too she does she very much does she's she's a much better carer for others than i am yeah I i'm not learn, either i can learn from her yeah so. hey porch community thanks for sticking with us um uh, We look forward to seeing you uh, this Sunday and talking to you again. And I hope that in your consumeristic life, because you are a consumer, that you will consume the truth of Jesus Christ this week and then share it out there wherever you go. Amen. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you 
live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.